Okay. Here we are. Here we are. So. <laughs> so this is Brown Burndown. Brown Burndown. The Brown The Brown Yep, we're back, and I think we just need to stop apologizing for hiatuses. Yeah, this is just life now. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, no. We're gonna get better. We're gonna we'll get, get better. better. We'll get better. We'll get better. We um, obviously behind the scenes have been curating amazing content for you guys over the past. Yeah. It's so been like a month and a half now. Um, we so- had some great thoughts from friends who DM'd us. Uh, yeah. with some of their their content suggestions so we really appreciate that um please dm us like we're bored so yeah. send us stuff we got the best dm that i think we've ever gotten yeah <laughs> we're gonna talk about what she sanjana DM- yeah sanjana is what her name was um she dm'd us a couple of ideas um about some current events, and I think we're going to talk about them in this episode today. We are. Yeah, so we've got a great episode for you guys. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. Let's do it. Okay, well, um, first of all, a lot has happened since we last talked, per usual. One of the things that has happened (laughs) is Rabs got vaccinated. Yeah, I think that happened the previous episode, too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, man, you've been vaccinated a while. This happened a uh, <laughs> Okay, so that didn't happen. Um, um, what else happened? Um, Tars, we last... hosted a... Wait, okay, no, you hosted a freaking TED Talk. Nothing compares to that. Nothing I did over well, the last month and a half compares to that. That it's is not so a TED cool Talk ours. per se. It's it was like literally a TED Talk, guys. My school's equivalent of a TED Talk, but it's not going on any TED websites, so don't try and look for it. Okay, and actually, just so. don't look for it, period. While look we're... for it, guys. No, don't look for it. <laughs> um, what else has happened? Uh, well, we had a lot of plans to watch White Tiger. This we... was supposed to be our White Tiger episode. Yeah, we made active plans at least three times actively like yes super actively like put it was on the cow (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah but then rabs had car troubles it's cold in some parts of the world right now it was some parts of the world were minus 15 (laughs) degrees oh my gosh in some parts of the world it was minus 15 (laughs) degrees and they scheduled a power cut and um people had their garage doors totally unable to be opened because it was too cold and the power was out and had to walk to work it sucked it's okay some people had to do that but it was (laughs) it was rough anyways and some people's car didn't start either so that's (laughs) that's how white tiger anyway so that's why we didn't watch white tiger we've heard good things though so that's good to hear no one's told us anything about priyanka's performance or i haven't heard anything about priyanka's have you um I have heard what did A say about it? A did not enjoy her performance. He is very biased, but he didn't enjoy um, Braj Kumar Rao's either. So that's his. Oh, take really? On it, who I think is like actually a pretty good actor. So that was kind of surprising to hear. Um, but I wow, think he's a hater. He should join as co-host. He should join. <laughs> 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 um, but I think he liked the main guy in it, whose name I is escaping me right now but and oh how about this if you guys think we should watch it let us know because at this rate i'm not yeah at this point the odds are against us so yeah yeah, let us know if we should watch it yeah um so anyway this is not a white tiger episode but know that our intentions were good yeah we know that so out there (laughs) yeah we're aware don't don't dm us to tell us out we know it's out (laughs) um other things. So let's maybe let's kick it off. Lingering thoughts. We have a lot of lingering thoughts. A lot of things have lingered in our thoughts. Yes, it's true. So okay. some exciting news. Um, one of the uh, rovers made it to Mars, which is 
super cool. But um, the whole operation, like the guidance and controls operations, was directed by an Indian American named Swati Mohan. And she was the voice of the entire landing, which I don't know if people watched it, but if you did, that was her, which is really cool. Um, she's been working at NASA for a really long time, and so big moment for her. Big moment. And, and for us. And representation. For us. Yeah, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of voices, speaking of South Asian voices, um, so we all heard her voice, and that's so cool, and we're very excited about it. Another voice that you may be hearing regularly, hopefully, um, is our voices and your podcast in your ears. <laughs> Subtle segue. Um, okay, so... Back in the day, we were just a little pod. We just basically told our friends about it and told no one else. Uh, and um, no one listened. But apparently some people listen now, which is big for us and for, you know, no, just for us. It's big just for us. For us yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, some people don't like our voices. So we're yeah. going to read you a review. Hold on. I unfortunately have it in front of my eyes right now. Um, this is a review that we received on the 11th of January of this year by Indian American Auntie, three words, all capitalized, um, and the title of her review, I'm assuming it's a she, but let's be real, it could be a he, who knows, is Vocal Fry and Upspeak, and they say, great topics, but hard to listen to the one woman's vocal fry and the other's upspeak. Maybe I'm too old for this, but I'm interested in younger people's experience today since growing up brown in the 80s. Good effort. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment at the end. It's like, B plus. Nice try. B plus. Um, we were trying to figure out who's vocal fry and who's upspeak. I'm guessing that I'm vocal fry. I don't that think would be you my are. Guess. You know what? To be very frank, I'm ignorant and didn't know that these were commonly used critiques of women's voices. But after I Googled it, I saw this article from NPR in 2015. It's literally about vocal fry and upspeak and how female radio hosts and podcast hosts, podcast hosts are constantly critiqued for their vocal fry and upspeak and just sexist and frankly i think the article talked about it and i thought about it even before i read the article like men do this all the time too but i don't think that they would ever be called out for it if you want to go down a rabbit hole of um men being really annoying i mean who would want this really i don't know but if you want to go down a rabbit hole of men being really annoying and not getting criticism for just saying whatever they want and, uh, I don't know, having annoying voices, in my opinion. You should uh, look at WandaVision podcasts. If you ever get into the, like, geekier side of um, the podcasting space, which I'm very much deep in, uh, there are a lot of annoying men with annoying voices. And none of their reviews are about their vocal fry or uh, upspeak. So even like Pod Save America, they do that all the time. All three of them do. Mm. All, all the time. Literally. I've always thought, like, why are there no women? Like, the, I always watch their – I actually watch them on YouTube. I don't listen to the podcast. But when I watch them on YouTube, especially around the election – no, their diversity is that one of them is gay, and then they're like, oh, look at us. We're like the liberal woke boys of the Democrats. I know. Party. Anyways, I have a lot of thoughts. That's a diversion. I digress. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> need to hire us. Oh, but they can't. Our upspeak and vocal fry is too overwhelming. Anyways, um, the takeaway here is always appreciate new listeners, and you are free to criticize us as much as you want. Uh, but... Take a second to think about whether your criticism is maybe a little bit sexist. Um, or if you're a troll, don't be a troll. If this <laughs> is a troll pretending to be an Indian American auntie, just like get a life. <laughs> hmm. Good point, good don't point. Be doing yeah, this. you can say anything behind a screen name. Also, um, do aunties self identify as aunties? I that's a very good question, which is what makes me also think it's a troll. I also don't think, no offense to the aunties out there, but I don't think the aunties 
necessarily would call out vocal get past the intro yeah that's true if you didn't know a vocal yeah. fry and upspeak were how would an auntie that's a great point hmm i think it's a do trouble. you think we just have a nemesis I if you're our nemesis let us know <gasps> i have oh some we gotta talk offline is. okay huh okay well we have <laughs> nemeses now that's pretty exciting yeah what if it's priyanka chopra Oh my god, it's definitely <laughs> Priyanka Chopra. You're so what if it's right. Nick Jonas? Who else could it possibly be? <laughs> so yeah, that was a lingering thought. Actually, you know what? I think that took up a lot of our time in January when this went down. Because I remember yeah, we talked honestly, about it. Well, it so here's the takeaway. One emotional time. We are people too, and when you say mean things in reviews, like I don't know. We read them. Two is um, we need some positive reviews. If you have not reviewed us and you listen to our podcast, we'd really appreciate giving us five stars. If you have things we need to improve on, prefer that you DM us so that we can know. Mm -hmm. Feedback is a gift, as they say at my school. Um, And uh, But our rating helps people find us. And this is the project we do for fun, but we really love it and we don't want to stop doing it. So... Please help people find us by giving us a good review. Totally agree. And in that vein, actually, Tars and I, we received some criticism. It was probably a few months ago now and, like, maybe a little bit too long for us to, like, not have done something about it. Um, But somebody called out that our logo probably should feature um, somebody whose skin looks more like a brown person's skin than our current logo does and we are in the midst of trying to acquire a new logo but if anybody has any friends that are in graphic design or any sort of design just let us know while we have no money because we're both in fields that don't pay currently well yeah no, that's true. Um, anyway, we spent way too much time being salty. Let's move on. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Minari. Minari? Yeah, Minari. Okay, wait. Do you want to talk about this since you actually watched it? Sure. Um, so if those of you haven't seen the movie Minari, you absolutely should. I cannot recommend a movie more this award season. Uh, not that I've watched that many movies, to be honest, this year, but it's one of the ones that I think is worth figuring out how you can watch it, um, even if it's, like, difficult and you need to pay for it, because this movie deserves all the money it can get. It's a really beautiful American story that I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to about being an immigrant, um, and kind of your parents wanting the best for you, but also the best for them with this, like, new American dream, um, and it's really a movie about family and family dynamics as well as kind of what it means to grow up at the kind of crossroads of two cultures. And I really just can't speak highly enough of it. If you are like me and 2020 slash 21 now has really, you know, wrecked your emotional bandwidth, um, watch this movie because it's not sad. I watched the trailer and I was like, this is going to be a really sad, depressing movie. And the whole movie, I was, this is a spoiler, I guess, but the whole movie, I was like waiting for something really horrible and terrible to happen, um, like on the edge of my seat. And uh, spoiler, skip 10 seconds if you don't want to know, but nothing terrible happens. It's a really lovely movie and I felt really good at the end of it and I happy cried. So I really strongly recommend it. The messed up part of it is that it is was up for best foreign language film at the Golden Globes rather than best film, which is and it won also insane. by the way. It won, but I also think that's kind of unfair to like international yeah. films that aren't filmed in yeah. America. Like a Korean exactly. film like, is very won. different. Oh, yeah, totally. It won, and it, then, it, you know, have they have to say the country of origin below it. It was, like, USA. <laughs> it's unfair because it really only was put in the foreign film category because the movie's dialogue is in Korean. Not even for the whole movie, but even if it were for the nope. whole movie. Like, it's an American production about 
Americans living an American experience. Like they're, it's like a super American film. Do you disagree with that? It's like the most American film. It's a coming of age story in America on a farm in Arkansas. Like it's like the most American movie. And um, (laughs) it's also like, it's really about the first generation experience, which I think we can all, or not all, not all of our listeners are first gen, but um, many of us can identify with. And to relegate that as a foreign language film is really offensive. Like that's belittling our experience of being American in this country as being foreign. And I think, I think that the the thesis in some ways of that movie is the little boy who's so freaking cute um, identifies as being more American than he does Korean and feels like kind of resentful of his, I won't spoil anything, but there's like some resentment of like being forced to be tied to this Korean culture um, in some ways that he doesn't think adheres to, you know, what a good American childhood should look like. And um, that's such an American thing. Like that's, we've all felt that in some ways. Um, And I personally am very offended. I think the most offensive piece of it is like, I'm pretty sure it's, Minari was put as a foreign language film, whereas Inglorious Bastards, sorry for the cursing, it's the title of the movie, um, has an English to German, French, and Italian ratio of roughly 30 to 70. So Minari has more English in it than Inglorious Bastards, and Inglorious Bastards counted as like a quote unquote regular film, um, whereas Minari was a foreign language film. And part of that is, like, you know, films put themselves up for awards, right? So, like, I don't know, maybe they didn't put themselves up. Right. It's unclear. Um, So, anyway, that, it was offensive, and the Golden Globe sucks for a lot of reasons. Also, they have no black people in their entire voting body. So, that's bad too. Surprise, surprise. Okay. So, okay, this happened, like, a month ago. I think it was... One of the things Tars and I talked about on, in our Instagram d- DMs, but they, <laughs> George Clooney did an interview where he was talking about how he named his twins, and he made a comment that essentially was like, he says, oh, I didn't want, like, weird-ass names for our kids. They're already going to have enough trouble. And then said, went on to say that he wanted traditional names for his kid. Which is, which, by the way, they're like, what, Ella and... Ella and Alexander. So it's not like he wanted their names to be Tars and Rabs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that would be great. I'm sure he was. Yeah, that would be amazing. If I have twins, I'm going to name them Rabs and Tars, Tars. Okay, great. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, so George, clear, care to explain what traditional names are? Especially when your wife's name is Amal. Like... <laughs> Wait, is like that when your that... wife's name is Amal, and then you choose to not name your kids something like Amal? Like, you are yeah. actively choosing to name your kids' names from the West. So, um, not great. I don't know, yeah. The traditional thing was a weird... Very yeah, weird, because right? Also, like, what is... America is a country that has, like, no traditions, you know? Like, it's, like, a very young country so if you really want to go by the definition of traditional the culture with a lot more tradition attached to it would be lebanese like lebanon there's like (laughs) way more culture in lebanon than there is in yeah and like maybe he meant i don't want to name my kids like apple or blanket or whatever whatever he means by weird ass (laughs) that's what you mean you gotta say it because I did you say blanket isn't that michael jackson's kid's name blanket get out yeah oh my god wow yeah Yeah, do better george also like your kids names are really boring sorry yeah Sorry Almost to too boring. Kids these days have more exciting names. Like it would be like Kylie, but C A Y L I. You yeah, know, like, like that is just the standard. <laughs> that's thrilling. Yeah. That's like the norm. Ella's probably like, how old are you? One hundred and five. You know. Uh, so that's that. Yeah. Shall we move on to our favorite segment? Oh, should we do thoughts from our friends first? Okay. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do our 
second favorites to know. This is our real favorite <laughs> segment, and then the other one is our second favorite. We'll do thoughts from our friends, our favorite segment of the show. Um, let's see. One thought that we've gotten from, I guess, like a couple friends um, is about this new show that came out at the end of December that I think we talked about kind of in our January episode, uh, which is Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. Bridgerton. Uh, it's Shondaland's first big Netflix production. Um, tells it's like an adaptation of a book series about upper class Regency era British family. Except in the Netflix adaptation, race is not a thing. Like it's weird what they're but trying to weirdly, say. Weirdly, it is, is kind yeah. of a thing. So I think that's kind of what we want to talk about. And this is our thought from our friend comes from our loyal listener s dog who has Mm -hmm. provided us so many excellent thoughts and is still still has a pending invite to be on the podcast (laughs) to talk about hair maybe yeah um i didn't ask her if i could say this so i'll text her and just make sure that's okay if not will you just cut it all out yeah okay um but she recently watched the show, and by the way, it's like eight episodes long. Like it does not take a long time to, to. It's watch slow it. at first. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. First, nothing happens. Sorry, spoiler. Also, Tars has not <laughs> seen the last episode yet, so I will not yeah. spoil it. Do you know who Whistledown is? Yeah, I oh. couldn't avoid that. <laughs> okay, well then she no, sucks. No, I don't know how they redeem that arc because she—that's a horrible thing to do. Bad friend. Yeah, but it's like Dan on Gossip Girl, you know? Like, he <laughs> doesn't like, actually still make any gets, sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but then, like, he still gets to marry the person he wants to, and everyone's still friends with him. And What? I never actually watched it, but I watched the last episode, and everything was peachy keen. After he yeah, literally I saw that stabbed too. all their lives. For, Anyways, like, ten years. For ten yeah. Years. Anyways, whatever. Um, she watched the show and obviously had some like, excellent thoughts. Um, so, but basically, like Tars and I were mentioning, race is. I guess they've they've presented the show, at least in the first few episodes, as this like race blind universe where there are people of all different types of races. Like for instance, the queen, the main male lead of the show, is black. Um, however, they've uh, presented it as this, like, race-blind universe, whatever, like, race doesn't matter, anyone could be any race, and they could still be, like, the freaking queen of England, right? But then they, like, I think it's in one of the, spoiler, but, like, in one of the mill episodes, they kind of mentioned that, like, oh, race was a thing, and look at how far we've come, like, love conquered racism, and love ended racism and here we are where like you can marry anyone you want to and we can be like we as black people can be in the upper echelon of society that was not uh, permitted before anyways that's all to say that that's like a two minute conversation that they have in the middle of the show and then it's like never addressed again and so if they we're gonna address it it had to be a really big thing I kind of just wish they hadn't right like you can make your frivolous little regency period show and like pretend that it's like I don't know Hamilton casting like race blind fine sure but if you're gonna address it and be like guys all it took was for the white <laughs> king to marry a black woman and now we're good that's a just I mean that's a really big plug for our podcast like throw one brown girl into like a major show and we're done yeah. but it's just not realistic and it's like discounting like legacies of slavery of ingrained racism yeah. of like different kinds of racism like racism against black people is different than racial racism against Asians who were also shown in the upper echelons also like something that happened 10 years ago by no means is going to change no, like into, it's just like it was so yeah. lazy and harmful it, also I think in terms of yeah yes totally agree with you on all counts there and then at the end of the day the show is mostly about white people like yeah it's diverse because yeah. they have a couple of main characters who are not white but the show is about a wealthy white family and 
literally yeah. eight of the main characters are white. So yeah. that's not great. So S-Dog sent me a comment that was basically, we were talking about essentially what we just mentioned about why they chose to address race like that in the middle very sloppily and move past it. And um, she said... I was just disappointed about Shondaland as well. She has just shown us that she's a businesswoman who knows the extent to which her audience can be pushed. They want to feel good about watching a show with people of color, but they don't want to be challenged about their ideas about people of color. Mm. Which I think is, like, that's essentially what it boils down to, right? And Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is entirely Shonda Rhimes' fault or, like, the people that she's hired to work for Shondaland but it's a white fantasy it's a white fantasy because a a not white fantasy would have been to not address it at all and that is a fantasy we all have which is like oh what if we just had a world where like everything was actually completely equal and I actually would love to escape to that regularly but the white fantasy comes in where it's oh like our king picked a black woman and then racism was over Woohoo. Right. Exactly. But that's just like people of color know that's not realistic at all. And maybe some white people do, but a lot of white people like would like to accept that like, oh, this is a really solvable problem and like we're like I don't I don't know. I just like felt like this is for a very specific audience who would find this to be a realistic fix and also would appreciate that extra detail to know like, oh, like, white people saved the day and were accepting at the end of the day. But it doesn't serve any purpose for the storyline or for anyone else. Right. Exactly. The other thing that S-Dog was saying that I think we kind of alluded to, not to make this episode about Bridgerton, but I think there's a lot to unpack here, was that yeah. they still, like, the way that they, the black storylines and the white storylines were not equal like the stories yeah you know true what s-dog said was she's like the black characters in the story were punished for their sexuality meanwhile the white ones can use it to like trick other people into like non-consensual sex which was like what like that show was just like that was just what were they trying to say there but then the black character... And somehow she was supposed to be wronged in that situation. Right, exactly. I was like, wait, what? How are we... How can we spin this like this? This is not right. Um, but that's so that's so true, right? Like, that's exactly what they did. The black characters were the that's bad... So there were true. no bad white characters except for that, like, one guy who, like, uh, Oh, yeah, who was, her. like, ugly, so that was... Right. He doesn't count. But almost yeah, I think all that... the black ca- black characters had some sort of troubled past or ele- some element to make them bad, which like the white characters were definitely spared from. And the worst, in my opinion, was that poor cousin. I haven't finished it, so I don't know what ends up happening with her. But Marina, her storyline, yeah, yeah, her storyline is really sad. And also, the, like, what the actress is given to work with is really sad, too. Is like, she has to be kind of unlikable and angry all the time. Which is just, like, I don't know why that that was the character they chose to be. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, like, that character in particular really, really bothered me. Because I was like, I'm supposed to be rooting for this other girl, Penelope. And I'm not. And like, I'm, yeah. Well, I I can see why you're trying to get me to do that, but I feel really weird about it. It feels emotionally manipulative. And, like, I think you were so proud of yourselves in the early episodes for being like, oh, beautiful cousin, and she's black. Like, I was like, you clearly want me to be like, wow. It's not a wow moment. Don't give yourself credit for that casting choice. Like, I don't know. It just, that whole storyline really made me sad. Yeah, I agree. That made me really sad, too. Anyway, but miss- Bridgerton's next season is oh. going to be featuring the older brother, who I also think is really annoying. Like, I just oh, want, actually, Rigue, Jean, Page, and yeah. that's it. And the maybe old- the second brother. That was the an interesting The second brother was better, line. too, yeah. But, wow, the f- older brother is so overbearing. And I thought that, like, he would face some consequences for being overbearing. And, like, not it's not even overprotective. It's just, it's just too much. And he doesn't. Yeah. He just, he's just, like gets away with it he's just manipulative and controlling like Like, yeah he's allowed to act like that because he's the oldest boy yeah he really sucked i was not interested in him at all he also 
reads to me as like a 40 year old man and then in the next series he has he's the main character and he has a love interest who's a south asian actress uh, simone ashley um and she's like 23 i want to say and he's like close to 40 so that is gross also yeah you. But anyway, she is South Asian, and that is big for that is big the that, Browns. It's big for representation. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I at least I didn't re- recognize any South Asians in Bridgerton, so that's yeah, exciting. not noticeably. Yeah, yeah, I think they took that note and they ran with it. They're they're gonna pick a different diversity for each season and be like, okay, now we'll put <laughs> checked off our black quota. Now let's move on to South Asians. Next season it'll be an East Asian. Then they'll move on to Latinx. Like they'll they'll cover it all. Don't you worry. They're really woke, grabs super woke. Except for I okay, bet money on that happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure, for, for sure, sure, for sure. But okay. the main characters will always be white. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to our uh, actual favorite segment? <laughs> okay. Um, least favorite segment. Nick Yonka watch. 2K21 because the K is cooler than the zero. So yeah. um, I think we should just start from like the most recent thing that's happened, which is that Nick Jonas was both the host and the musical guest on Saturday Night Live, which is kind of a big deal. <laughs> Like, did they not have Undeserved big deal. Undeserved big deal. Wait, can I tell you what my sister said? I think it's because he probably got the vaccine because he has type 1 diabetes. Oh, so so he was literally the only one that would fly. her hypothesis. But... Honestly, it checks out because he doesn't even have an album out. Like, I think... Well, no, now he has... Maybe he was booked for one. His solo debut and not debut but like solo like single review debut yeah he interesting. had he had a single which wait tars did i text you about this spaceman yeah you were like you think it's a subtle nod to peach house i haven't heard it should we play it now um i think so <laughs> is it good is no. it good no it's real. it's really <laughs> really not good oh my god it's I'm so excited. really really not good okay i'll stop talking <laughs> can you hear this What? No. <laughs> Does he think that's profound? Okay, wait, I think it's all about... He literally is telling people not <laughs> is to this vote. Is a joke? Yeah. No! What? Is this supposed to be a joke? No. Okay, this is the part that I think is about Priyanka. Did he say mask off? What are the... Ugh. He's... Okay. Oh my god, I have so many thoughts. Yes. So the part that I think is about Priyanka Chopra when he's like, I'm talking to you and nothing's coming through. And then he's like complaining about how lonely he is. And I'm like... Who? He claimed that it was about um, her being... Filming the Matrix or whatever in London. About her being away from him? Or about her being... Like, yeah, like, she's, like, physically distant or whatever because she's in London. Wait, these lyrics are crazy. You're right. They say it's a phase. It'll change if we vote. And I pray that it will, but I know that it won't. That is, like, an anti-voting thing. That's, he's literally... I'm talking to you, but it it never feels like it comes through out on my own. Yeah, it seems like they were having troubles with long distance. Interesting. Which also, like, she... I mean, is she in the UK right now for her movie? That she wasn't at the taping for SNL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because she's still filming. Mask off minute I get home. All safe now that I'm alone. What is this? This sounds like someone like was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I need to write a rap about a, a pandemic. Mm, mm. Okay, what rhymes with home? Alone. <laughs> wow, this is really upsetting. Also, Spaceman sounds like it's just funny. It sounds just like not a, what it, off-brand Starboy is what it sounds like. Yeah, the or like song. the word is astronaut, my friend. Yeah, like what like, is this what space, is space Spaceman? Spaceman? <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme with anything in the song, so like. No. Uh, anyways, yeah, he performed that on SNL and hosted. So, mm. um, yeah. Maybe they wanted him as a musical guest, and then they were like, literally no one will come be the host. Just, like, Just do, do it both, all, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what was funny is that Kevin's in the audience, and... Oh, I didn't see his monologue. Did, like, I didn't a, force myself to do like, it. Don't do it, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's, like... It's a musical number, and it's, like, bad. But Kevin is um, in the audience and is like, hey, Nick, like, you've been doing a lot of stuff alone. Like, are we still a band? Or are you, like, breaking off from the group? And he's like, don't worry, we're still Awkward. a band. But it's like Kevin was in the building, and they did not feature his musical talent. <laughs> oh, you mean his guitar playing oh, skills? Yeah. His, his head bopping? Yeah. <laughs> Um, apparently did you know that frankie have we talked about this frankie jonas is really big on tiktok that is like super believable i did not know that interesting he's like huge on tiktok and people like in the comments are like and nick jonas's tiktok are like oh my god frankie jonas's brother is like so weird like he's known as frankie jonas's brother on tiktok because like frankie jonas is like one of the biggest tiktokers allegedly i don't know you know more about tiktok than i do yeah, it's a recent development. <laughs> <laughs> I have not, I have yet to see Frankie Jonas on TikTok, but I will do that tonight. I promise you. What else can we say about these? I feel like that was, that's honestly a lot already. That was that's it. really only from 72 hours ago. So. <laughs> she has a book that people keep saying we should read. If somebody wants to buy the book for us, I'll read it. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, if you want to send it to us, send us. I'll, I'll give you my address if you tell me yeah, you'll I'll buy it for me. Because I am not paying for, for that. Team. I will read the book, TLDR it for yeah. you. Um, TLDR it, I can outline it if you like, but I am not paying for it. <laughs> nope. Yeah, so let us know. Um, anything else? But I feel like that's like a good chunk about them, right? No? Yeah, I think we've given them too much air too time. Much time. We need too much time. time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for the main event, that might actually be our shortest segment of the week. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to touch base. Like we said, um, we got some DMs. We also have been t- thinking and talking about this for a while around the farmers' protests that are happening in India and kind of the celebrity culture around it, both in Bollywood and randomly from Rihanna. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like this is actually, like, so much has happened in the last month. (laughs) Like, it started with Modi and ended with Rihanna is kind of the story. (laughs) Um, But, so basically, in case if you haven't heard, which, honestly, like, I feel like a lot of people haven't heard. I feel like a lot of... It's gone buried. Yeah, even Indian Americans, like, living in America right now are not, haven't necessarily even heard of it because... It's getting zero coverage in any yeah. American media outlet. But um, this has been going on since last year, end of last year. Um, basically, farmers and laborers in India were conducting one of the largest protests in human history. Um, mm-hmm. They are protesting against anti-farmer laws um, that essentially would deny them compensation um they were doing it in the midst of a pandemic because it was that pressing for them to make their voices heard um and they were just asking for fair compensation for the work that they're putting in and government laws are essentially targeted at increasing corporate power and wealth that they would would that would make it more difficult for them to get competitive prices in the market in the way that they currently are. That's a very, very, very high level skimmed down version of what the actual problem is. Um, 
And I think Tars and I probably, I mean, at least, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, Tars, but I need to read about it much more than I already have. Um, oh, yeah, me more than you, probably. And I, I feel really bad about that. But at the same time, I do acknowledge that it did not get much media coverage at all. And if you wanted to learn about it, like, you really had to... <laughs> dig dig yeah do some research and properly learn about it and um so like like we noticed um a couple of celebrities also noticed that this one of the literally largest protests in human history um it's happening now actively in 2021 um was not getting any coverage and rihanna was one of the celebrities and she tweeted about it and a couple of other celebrities followed suit, like Greta Thunberg also did. Um, and obviously... What did she say? She said, why aren't we talking about this hashtag farmers protest? Which is a great tweet, because why aren't we talking about this? So, yeah, that's all she said. And literally that week, people were burning effigies of Rihanna. Like, right-wing Indians were burning effigies of Rihanna and... Greta Thunberg um there was a whole Twitter movement for like India against propaganda it was the hashtag which obviously came from the top many Bollywood celebrities endorsed that and tweeted I bet Priyanka would have agreed I yeah I don't know if she did or not but a lot of body, I bet mentally she was like a lot of famous cricket players did a lot of famous actors did um it's like nationalism it's just like blind nationalism honestly is what it is and but I think that like I, I don't know I was talking to my my parents about this and I think a lot of it does stem from like race. this is like they don't need my defense but in their defense that like Maybe some of the, like, media coverage of India is rooted in racism and, like, old Western media coverage of events that were taking place in India were racist. Um, But, like, Mm. this is not. And, like, I think there's this mentality, at least, maybe some of our listenership, maybe you could, like, resonate with this, that, like, there's this mentality in the generation right above ours which is like oh like everybody like wants to say bad things about india and they don't even know about Mm -hmm. it like they want to talk about how they're like gang rapists and like uh crimes against women and like they don't even know what it's actually like and like they're out to like sully our name that's what the like rest of the world wants to do and like i think it's some there's some element of that which is not even it's not like a fully fledged rational thought but it's just like it's something easy to latch on to and so that anytime somebody is critiquing you or offering some a piece of advice or what you're doing wrong you can just latch on to that and be like very suddenly like super defense mode like full-on like, I will protect this country against literally anything. But then that just boils down to nationalism. Yeah, I mean, I also, like, I get the argument of, like, the West has colonized us and been really terrible to us for a really long time. Like, we can't let them sully our name. But also, like, this is not a Indians are bad situation. This is, like, a pro-farmer stance who's, like, the every person, which I think there's some amount of casteism and classism that's coming in here, too, because the people who are speaking out are, like, the privileged, kind of. Yeah. And so that I don't even buy that argument because it's not, like, India's backwards. It's, like, you are not being there for your... I don't know. I just think it's different. I feel like that article, that argument is harder to... Um, stand for because I think people around the world are like wow the U.S. treats black people terribly and that's not like a that's not like like oh my god I mean I think to some people it is but most it's just true and it's like that doesn't impinge on people's beliefs about America as a country necessarily it's just like um, a real thing that is 
acknowledge. And also, these tweets are insane. Like, Kangana's tweet, no one is talking about it because they are not farmers. They are terrorists who are trying to divide India so China can take over all vulnerable, broken land and make it a Chinese colony, much like USA. Sit down, you fool. We are not selling our nation like you dummies. Like, this is literally... What? This is Indian QAnon, honestly. Like, it's just total, total spaghetti and meatballs like who knows what it is yeah insane um so that's like less than ideal and i think tars and i i mean i i think we probably should have talked about this in our last episode so i'm i apologize to some of our listeners who were probably expecting us to talk about it but did not um And I think, like, yes, we should have definitely talked about this before. I also think that the, like, side piece to the Rihanna thing is, like, India's history of racism and Mm anti-blackness, which we have also talked about in previous episodes because a lot of the comments she's getting are really racist. Like, and, like, India's, not India's, but a lot of Indian's dislike and racist undertones are coming out in a really really gross way it's also like the trolls in india are like misogynist sexist like racist as they are in this country but it's just it's not nice to see anywhere no it really isn't and you, you said that they were they were those same trolls were making fun of her assault history and yeah with chris brown yeah yeah no that is really disgusting disappointing but you're right this whole thing blew up over the past couple weeks and now has been buried and who knows if it will ever resurface so but like when are we going to talk about this like when is the moment to acknowledge that this is happening and that a lot of what's going on in india is really messed up they cut out the internet right to like it's like dick dictatorial moves to quell these protests in a way that's completely undemocratic and really alarming and would be a topic of conversation in any other year but just isn't because of covid yeah exactly the 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 twist on this is then a few days weeks (laughs) later rihanna posed wearing a ganesha pendant in kind of like scantily clad i think yeah, um, she was like, she was. I mean, yeah, she was topless, and I think it was a f- oh, okay, Fenty. Yeah, yeah. It was like her lingerie. Um, ad. like she's wearing shorts, is topless, is like covering her her top, and then has a pendant, like a ganache pendant that matches her shorts. Yeah, which yeah, which is not good either. It's <laughs> like, not good if either. this was. She can... A troll yeah. at the Indian trolls. Like, I appreciate her trolling them back. This is pretty offensive. Yeah. Um, not because she's, like, naked. Like, whatever yeah, you do, that, you that but, like... like, not part of the problem at all, I think. I think... It's, it... like, more that it's, like, you're treating religion as a prop, which white people do all the time with their freaking ohm tattoos. And, Rihanna, you're better than that. You're better than that. Yeah. That's... Like, your whole thing is about, like, creating ways to make any person of any color feel beautiful with, like, your makeup and stuff and different sizes. So, like, why did you why need to do, did that? You do that? Yeah. We've talked about Ganesh and Ganesh tattoos, Ganesh. Mm-hmm. Why are Ganesh tattoos? I don't understand. I don't. I just yeah, that's such a random that. pick. It's a like, random pick. Ganesh pendant, Ganesh tattoo. Because it looks more ethnic, I would I imagine, it, is yeah. why they do it. Yeah. Because the elephant. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, don't love this. It's also just, like, an example. Like, people are nuanced. Rihanna, awesome for tweeting about this and using a platform to raise attention. Thank you. Not awesome for, like, using religion as a prop. Yeah. Like. Do better. I also think it's, like, different if it's your religion. Like, I think if, like... Or you have tied to a culture and you're, like, mocking something that you have a personal stake yeah. in, fine. But, like, Hinduism and South Asian culture has been so appropriated for so long. Like, yeah, come on. Give it a rest. I do wonder if she was trolling them back. If she was, that's pretty clever. More but kudos. I just, yeah, more <laughs> kudos. But I, I don't know. Something about it makes me think she wasn't. I don't know. Send us your mm, yeah. thoughts, guys. If you have thoughts about that, we'd like to know what you what you think. 
Yeah. Okay, should we do hot takes? Yeah, hot takes. Hot takes. What's our hot take this week, Tars? This is Tars's hot take. Okay, this is my hot take. Feel free to disagree. I think my hot take this week is that we should get a Patreon. Here's what I'm thinking. We have not been very regular about creating episodes, but we've gotten a lot of feedback. I need to stop saying feedback. We've gotten a lot of response from fans and friends saying that they really like our show and they really like our episodes. And honestly, it means a lot to us. Like anytime anyone is like, I really like your show, it literally makes my week. Yeah. So keep the compliments coming, guys. Also, um... We mean to be more regular. We, these episodes end up being like an hour and a half, two hours long, and we need to edit them down to 40 minutes. So like carving out two hours of our lives is hard. Finding time to edit is hard. Um, I agree. So we're really trying. We love doing it. It also gives us a chance to hang out. But thinking that in theory, if we, one, we're like very minimally compensated for it, that might help a little bit like I need to buy a new microphone I just don't really have the ability to do that right now um and also like if we didn't have to continuously like develop really long form content potentially we could keep this like monthly-ish cadence of like our actual episodes and do shorter weekly kind of like 15 minute or like bi-weekly 15 minute um check-ins where we just like have thoughts on a specific issue and just like rant about it probably unedited just yeah, us ranting cut guys <laughs> how good does this probably. sound <laughs> <laughs> i think it sounds good i'm all for it um but we would need to know if you guys would be willing to support yeah, us if so we let us know patreon we can we can do an Instagram poll. Yeah, that's a good idea. We can do that. But also, like, if you listen to this episode and you feel so inclined, please let us know if you think this is a good idea. Um, you can I email think- us at thebrownburndown at gmail.com or Instagram DM us. Well, it is really late where Rabs is and she needs to go to sleep and I need to write a paper. So I think this, this is, is our episode. Yeah. This is it. This, this is, is our episode. It, guys. Um, thanks for Thank listening. you for listening. Love ya. We'll see you next time. Bye.